Welcome to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. I'm Philip Weigel, here with my brother, John Michael. Together, we set out to create a better program that can bridge the gap between gyms and help more athletes improve their fitness. Each week, we ask ourselves, what can we do better? And we challenge each of you to do the same. Our mission is to share our knowledge from our nearly two decades of experience as CrossFit athletes and coaches to help you approach each day's training with more purpose. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. John Michael and I are getting ready to talk you through our next week, which is going to close out 2019 for us and move us on into 2020. Oh, yeah, 2020. You guys, Hopefully you guys make some uh, goals for 2020, some fitness goals. Um, the only way to really get better at what you get better at is write something down and then pursue it. Well, I don't, I don't think that's the only way to get better at it, but it's definitely I mean, the surest way, and it's a way that you can you can know whether or not you're doing things that are working, right? And if your goal is to be able to do 10 strict pull-ups unbroken, then you should know that you need to put a little bit more time and effort into those 10 strict pull-ups than you're probably going to see in the program, because that's not necessarily the goal that everyone has or that the program is designed around. True. So yeah, set some goals and then and then go towards them. I mean, every year I try to sit down and make a little list of things I want to do, and uh, then put in the effort to do those things. Hmm, I like it. Uh, Monday, we are going to start. Our strength is a ten by two concentric only deadlift, and we're going to begin at seventy percent and ascend from there. Um, we've done this in the past. The concentric only deadlift is the lifting phase of the deadlift from the ground to the hip or standing up fully. Um, the eccentric phase is the lowering, so it's only the standing of the deadlift. Um, this means that it's a little bit more about um, speed and explosion off the floor. Yeah, kind of. Uh, as we get heavier though, uh, if we're going real heavy for just two reps, then it, it probably isn't going to be so much about the speed you're lifting at if you're getting up into 80 and even 90%. It's going to be more about uh, that you move the bar off the ground without losing control of your body, right? At lighter weights, definitely work on speed. But as it gets really heavy, think about having a very good, solid, connected drive that moves the bar and doesn't change the angles that the body takes. It doesn't doesn't round the back or shoot the hips up or do anything like that. Yeah, and since it is only a concentric deadlift, um, I would say you guys might be able to lift a decent amount of weight on this one. There is no eccentric phase, although a lot of times starting from a dead stop can be difficult to find that starting position again and begin. Um, well, we're, we're getting ready I'd to say, do yeah. a one rep max pretty soon, right? Yeah. So this is kind of an open opportunity to lift pretty dang heavy things and to work on your setup and your initial or your initiation of the lift and then that initial rise off the ground. When we do a one rep max again in a couple weeks, you'll have to set the bar back down. But for this, we're just saying get a good setup, pick it up really well, and then let go of it. Yeah, and that's oftentimes what can be the hardest part. Um, When we do touch and go deadlift, sometimes we'll notice that an athlete actually has better position on the second, third, fourth, fifth rep as they continue to go. Yeah. When you lower down with the weight, a lot of times your body... Um, can more naturally understand the position on the way down because you are now holding the load. So learning how to build, I'd say, create that tension in the very bottom position, mm-hmm. understand how to pre-kind of tense your body and get some tension on the bar is really, really important, especially for a one rep because that's, I'd say, the injury zone in a one rep is um, pulling the bar off the ground, that initial beginning of the pool. Yeah, most of the time when I see somebody get hurt deadlifting, it's before they clear their knee. Yep, which so is... It's the start. When your back angle is the... 
most horizontal. Yeah. So um, working on working on position here is great. I would say I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna try going double overhand. I just I don't know. I think it helps a little bit. I'd say since there is no touch and go, you're just dropping from the top. It's not a terrible idea. You might want to wrap your thumbs because you might shred them a little bit. But if you guys have never tried it, I'd say play around with it. I think for me, it helps me engage my lats. And so uh, maybe you don't like it. You don't have to do it. But maybe give it a shot. This is a great place to work on it, especially with the lighter percentages. So maybe you're doing it for the first five sets and then the last five when Mm -hmm. you're lifting more load. And then you go to a mixed grip. But totally up to you. So after we lift heavy, shorter workout, 10-minute cap on this one. It is for time. You're going to do 100 calories on a machine if you're a a guy and 75 calories on a machine if you are a lady. Uh, You get to pick your poison there. We don't care which machine you choose, so choose your own adventure and uh, go hard. Get through your calories. As soon as you're done with your calories... Ski erg. Everyone should ski erg. Everyone should ski erg. As soon as you get through your calories, then... Head to the rig where you're going to do 50 burpees to a six inch touch, um, meaning that the bar is six inches out of your standing reach and you have to have a little hop in order to make contact with your fingers in the bar. So, this is just a, a bang bang chipper, right? A sprint yeah. chipper of sorts. I mean, 100 calories. Some people can do that in four minutes. Most people are looking at five or six minutes. 100 hard calories is a four minute. I mean, that's. And then 50 burpees. Ooh. That could be done in about three, three. if somebody really books it, but yeah. we're probably looking at four minutes for most people. So, 10-minute cap, you have to move to get this done in 10 minutes, but for most people, I think it could be done in 10 minutes, but you have to you have to have some intention. You have to intend to hurt to be able to get through this one. That cap is meant to force intensity. Yeah, I think this is a, this is a good one for you guys to understand that... Um, Really, the calories is just willingness. Um, everyone can probably get those done in time to have time for the burpees in that in that time frame, I'd say. But it's willingness when you get to the burpees. Are you willing to drop right back down, get right back up? Um, I know for me, something that helps is I take my burpees in, uh, I think about just the next five reps. I'll just say, okay, next five reps, and I'll think about them. And then when I get through, I'll think about the next five reps. And breaking them up like that sometimes helps. Yeah, hit it. What in the world? What is he doing here? He brought a pizza. He brought a pizza trackpad for us also. I might have forgotten to pause the podcast, so. Oh, Rocco. Rocco, welcome. That's why I knocked on the window. I thought you were doing a podcast. We were. I brought that pizza because I figured you guys would still be here and I could do a little. Does this mean that our podcast this week is brought to you by Rocco's Pizza? Absolutely. I believe believe it is. Free advertisement. I like that. (laughs) Thank you, Rocco. I know how to bribe my friends. Is it paleo? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Thank you, Rocco. Thanks, man. All right. Well, I think that's it for yep. for Monday then. Yep. All right. Get after it. Go hard on that workout. If you don't finish in ten minutes, frankly, if you're only ten reps away, I'm going to tell you to go ahead and finish the workout because the goal of the cap is to push you to move at a really high intensity. Yeah. If you're twenty five reps away, we're probably going to call it there because hopefully you worked really hard for the ten minutes, and that's what we really wanted anyway. Yeah, last 25 burpees, I'd say hurt. Last 25 burpees, try to just put yourself, your mind in a different zone and just be willing to hurt a little bit. You probably can do more. You just don't want to. Oh, absolutely. Um, On to Tuesday. Tuesday, December 31st. This is actually, um, for Cadre, going to be morning classes only. Um, CLE, you're probably 
I do not remember, so please check online because we will post it, and I don't want to get it wrong. Um, but our workout's going to be, it's it's a little bit longer. Yesterday or little, the day before, we had that 10-minute cap. This one longer. is going to be um, just a nice, short 40-minute <laughs> cap. So we have uh, four time. We're going to do three rounds, 20 wall ball shots, 19 pull-ups. The wall ball shot is a normal weight to a normal height, so for guys, 20 to a 10, and for ladies, 14 to a 9-foot. Then we're going to go into three rounds of 20 jump lunges and 19 kettlebell swings. Um, normal weight here, 53 for guys, 35 for gals. Then we have three rounds of 20 box overs and 19 toes to bar. For guys, this box over is 24 inches high by 30 inches in depth. Ladies is 20 inches by 30, so you guys are all going the long way over that box. And then we end with three rounds of 20 thrusters and 20 hang muscle snatch. So we have three rounds um, of 20 and 19, and we do that three times with three to, or with six different movements. And then our last three-round chunk is going to be 20 and 20. So how many rounds is that total? Uh, well, three times four is 12. So there's 12 months in 2019. I know, I'm so creative with the numbers. You see it? Because 12 rounds. Each one round has 20 and 19. I didn't think it could get any dumber, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and it just did. Um, but for this one, uh, last one, the three rounds of thrusters and hang muscle snatch, that is just with an empty barbell. Um, I would really advise you guys on, I'm going to say. Oh, is that, tw- it's supposed to be 19 hang muscle snatches, not 20. I thought it was 20 because. We're into 2020 now. We're into 2020. now. Wow. No, 19 hang muscle snatches that's at even, the end. That's even worse. So, yeah, that last one, I think that's my favorite part because that barbell's not heavy. No. It's just, are you? I mean, will you hold on to it and do all three rounds without even setting it down? No, I won't. I think somebody might. Not I. Well, I uh, encourage you to give it a shot. Or maybe think about resting the bar on your back to shake out your arms for a second. It's, uh, it's not heavy. It's just a lot of reps. Are you eating pizza? I might be eating pizza. Interesting. Um, yeah, 40 minutes, I would say for you guys, it's really about managing rest and workouts that are this long. It's, it's not as much, uh, I mean, obviously, yes, the fitter, the better, but a lot of times it's not necessarily who can hold on to the reps that is going to do good at this one. It's who can do their wall ball shots. Maybe you do tens and you take a quick rest in the middle, you know, who understands how to manage rest and how to take a quick rest, chalk up. That's really what's going to benefit you guys. If you guys try to set out on this one and say, hey, I'm going to do my 20 wall ball shots and 19 pull-ups and I'm broken, um, but you're taking a minute between each one, uh, that's just not going to be conducive to get this one done in 40 minutes. My suggestion for you guys is maybe break earlier than you might think and just make it a quick rest. It's it's totally fine for you guys to do, um, I mean, we've talked about it before, fives on wall ball shots. You can get done with 50 around the same time as somebody who does 25 and 25 if you just understand how to manage rest. So understanding that's going to get you guys through this one. Uh, I think other than that, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Yep. It's just a lot of work. It's yeah. a, it's kind of a, a long, long grinder of a way to cap off the year. Little rounds that equal a big chipper. So yeah, have fun with it. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a good way to end, uh, end the year before you guys move on to 2020. 2020? Because it's the first of the year, we're going to do some 1K rows. Cadre, see, cadre, see what I did there? Cadre will be closed. You guys aren't open the first of the year? I check my statement now. He's making me question whether we're open or not. 
check check Instagram or Facebook. It'll be on there. Well, we're definitely open the first of the year at CLE, and we're going to do four by one k row with three minutes of rest between efforts. And this is something that we've done either done before, or done very similar things. Um, our intention here is to set a pace that we can maintain or improve upon very slightly. So my first row ideally is not going to be my fastest one uh, or or it'll tie all my my other ones. It won't be a big separation. So I'm not going to go out and try to PR my 1K and then and then just be tanked on the next three. This is about consistency. You get three minutes of rest between them. It's not enough time to fully recover. So we're not pushing that maximal effort because if I do a max effort five or a 1K, I'm going to need like 20 minutes to reset everything to give that another shot and be anywhere near my maximal capacity. 20 minutes? I'm going to need 40. Yeah. So three minutes of rest is enough time to get your heart rate down and feel like, ugh, okay, I can maybe do this again and then give it a good shot. Right? Yeah. So pick a pace that's maintainable or that you could maybe improve upon a tiny bit. Yeah, rowing is one of those things that, especially um, in CrossFit, it's, it's really a cornerstone of metabolic conditioning within the gym just because uh, it's something that is readily available. You don't need good weather to do it. Uh, it's a movement that has no impact. So it's a great thing and we do it a lot. That being said, um, make sure that you guys use these longer rows to practice something. Um, I just did a longish row this week, right as we're doing this podcast. I did a couple days ago. Uh, and I think one of the biggest things for me was I picked something I wanted to work on. I said, you know what? I'm not going to dip my chain for you know this row, and I practiced that. Um, and just using that time to set in one good habit, if you guys do that every single time, in a month's time, you'll be a totally different rower. Yeah, rowing's not so complicated, but it is specific. Yeah. If you have specific intention on how you produce the power and put it into the machine, you can be fantastically... Uh, capable of putting out big numbers for long durations without being that seven foot tall guy who's just built to row, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's just it's about how you apply force to the machine. So set a little something to work on and then work on it and get better at it. Absolutely. Um, post wad. Yeah. Post wad. We are going to do three rounds, slow and controlled. We're going to do ten bottoms up kettlebell strict press. And you guys are going to do these in a seated position, and it is five per arm. And that is where our kettlebell is inverted. We have to grip that handle really tight so that it doesn't slide or uh, fall down on the back of the wrist or the front of the wrist. And then you guys have to do that strict press. Um, follow that by 10 Romanian deadlift. This is five per leg. And then a 20 to 30 second hollow hold. Uh, for this one, it's slow and controlled, so don't do this one for time. Uh, it's quality movement. That's what we're looking for when we talk about slow and controlled. If you guys do quality Romanian deadlifts, even three rounds of 10, five per leg, it will get your hamstrings. Absolutely. And that Romanian deadlift, it is a single leg deadlift um, Mm -hmm. that we're doing uh, because I didn't really specify that. So it's a single leg Romanian deadlift and we're using a not very heavy kettlebell. Mm -hmm. So this is more about balance and positioning and core control than anything else. We don't want your round to back, or wow, we don't want your back to round we want you to fold only at the hip and have just a slight bend in the knee and then let your whole body tilt over like a single board. Yep. Um, it's a tricky thing to do, so take it slow, work with your coaches, and uh, and try to learn something from it. Don't try to use big kettlebells. It's not about the weight. It's about the control that you show of your body. In fact, doing this without weight is a great way to create balance and stability on one leg at a time. Absolutely. Um, on to Thursday. Thursday, we are going to do some mobility before our workout. 
Um, we're going to work on some hamstring stuff, and then we're going to work on um, smashing our scap a little bit with a lacrosse ball. Um, so we'll go over that in more detail that day. But our workout that follows is going to be four time with a 12 minute cap. It is 15, 12, 9, 6, 3, and then we're going back up, 6, 9, 12, and 15. So it's a ladder down, a ladder back up, and it is going to be deadlift and handstand push-ups. For this day, the deadlift is a little bit lighter than we might normally see at 185 for guys, 125 for gals. Um, and really, the reason it's light is we want to see you guys hold on to more unbroken sets. I would love to see people do this one unbroken at least going in. Um, on the way back out, if you break up, if you break up the 12 and the 15, and you're smart about it, and you're breaking it up so that you can actually move faster, um, you do a quick rest, get back on the bar. That way, you guys can move quicker. I'd say that's okay. But this is one where a 12-minute cap should be enough time. But it really comes down to how well can you guys transition one movement to the next, back and forth, and back and forth. Because there's what um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine transitions. Transitions, there's a lot of, yeah. Yeah, definitely a lot of transitions. Especially in those middle rounds, man. You should be yeah. you should be moving fast to get back to your bar. It should be six, three, quick and steps, six. grab, grab, yeah. go. Six, three, and six are are right on top of each other. You can lose so much time right there mm -hmm. just by being a little bit lackadaisical. Mm -hmm. right? Now, if you slow down on the tail end because you're out of breath and the numbers are growing, well, that makes sense. But don't slow down in the middle where everything's small and tight. Yeah, and I think this is a good one for you guys as far as handstand push-ups go. Um, if you guys want, scale with less reps. Try, if you guys can do handstand push-ups, try to do some. Even if I tell people that they say, you know, I can do some, but they don't last the whole time, I tell them to start each round with a set, and then they move on to a scaling option of a dumbbell strict press, maybe a pike push-up. Um, but just getting some time upside down practicing that movement is always going to pay off. So what do you what do you think about that 12-minute cap? Do you think we should lengthen that a little bit? Because it's almost two Dianes. It's just shy of two Dianes sandwiched together, right? Yeah. Um, I would say 40 minutes, 4.1K. Um, I'd say maybe we take it to a 15-minute 15? 15 cap. Yeah, we'll let you have a little bit more time there, but... Really, I think it should be finishable in 12 minutes for a mm -hmm. lot of people. Mm -hmm. And you should kind of shoot for 12 minutes or less. And then if, if things fall apart a little bit, you'll still get it done in 15 minutes is how I would look at it. With these numbers, everything's divisible by three, isn't it? Let me do the math. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for that. So because it's divisible by three, a great way to look at the handstand push-ups is... Wait, threes, I'm going to guess. No, oh. is how many of those handstand push-ups should I do? Should I do two-thirds? Should I only do one-third? Or can I do all three-thirds, right? All 100%. Because a lot of athletes, yeah, doing doing close to 90 handstand push-ups is a lot. So mm -hmm. maybe cutting a third of that out, oh man, now we're down to 60 handstand push-ups. Well, that sounds a lot more reasonable. Yeah. Um, I think it, for the handstand push-ups for you guys, really, if you guys are going to... Um, if you guys are going to scale reps down, I would say have a second scaling option ready. Mm -hmm. um, 90 handstand pushups is a lot. And even if we scale that to half, 45 is still a decent amount. So I'd say just have a second option ready. Maybe you don't ever, your goal could be, I don't want to have to do the dumbbell strict press. Um, but if you guys get to the point where you're trying to do a handstand pushup and you're failing, um, move on, right? There's still a stimulus we want you guys to hit. Yeah. And the time cap is not there just so that we can end class and start the next one. It's there because we want people to be forced 
to kind of push that stimulus. Um, that's why we put time caps in because well, if we didn't, What's it's up? just finish the wad, right? And we're looking for we're looking to scale mm-hmm. the wad appropriately so that we all are attacking the movements in a similar manner and then taxing our body in a similar manner. Absolutely. Um, and so the time cap is not just so that we can manage class times and run classes uh, efficiently. It is also so that people can you know get the right stimulus mm-hmm. um, and chase what we're looking for in the correct stimulus. So I would say 15 minutes, plenty of time um, to get through this one. It's going to be a fun one. I'd say, like I said, if you guys haven't done a lot of handstand push-ups, but you can do some, try it out. Give it a shot. On to Friday. Uh, What do we got? Oh, Friday. We're going to begin with our strength. It is a 10 by 2 front squat. We are building up to a 2 rep max. Um, So this one is one where you guys are going to have uh, 10 rounds. It's only 20 squats. Start at a weight that allows you guys... Um, I'd say we want to hit our two rep around round nine. I'd say round nine leaves you with that last round in case you make a mistake and you drop that barbell or in case you hit it and it's light and you guys think, you know what, I'm going to give it a second shot. I think that I can hit a heavier weight for this one. Kind of aim for round nine to be that 100-ish percent mark for you guys. Aim for that to be your uh, two rep max, we'll call it. Uh, that way, if you guys do get it, or in case you mess up, you have a little bit of a fail-safe there. Now, um, for this one, my suggestion for you guys is we're probably going to put you on a... Uh, Two to three minute clock. I was going to say three minute clock. Yeah. Um, we got a shorter workout today, <laughs> so we're going to put a little more intention and time into our strength. We really want you guys to hit heavy weight. So three minutes for two reps, that is a good amount of time for you guys to spend some time recovering, spend some time, maybe work on something that's bothering you. Um, if you feel like your squat is not powerful enough, maybe take some bands, put it around the knees, work on external rotating the knees while you squat. Um, Work on something in your little rest to help you guys hit a two rep. I'd say that's just, that's going to be your best use of time. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of free time when we do strength specific stuff like this Mm -hmm. because we have to have time to recover. So doing, doing something between the sets is, is just, I think it's just common sense. It's it's an opportunity. Look, you're in the gym. You've got a bunch of equipment. Utilize it. Get better. Talk to your coaches. Ask what you can do. Then do it. Yeah. And and use that time to set yourself up for greater success. And maybe not even today. Maybe it's maybe it's just in general. Maybe you just need to work on your shoulder mobility. And guess what? Here's 15 minutes for sure that you could work on your shoulder oh. mobility. I mean, we're talking about a 30 minute. <laughs> Lifting and you're doing 20 reps. That's yeah, probably but gonna you're gonna change weights and such. So at, you've got yeah. at least 15 quality minutes where yeah. you could work on something. So please utilize Do it. it. Don't just stand around and pick your nose. Do it. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> I've never seen it happen, but I want to. Um, then our workout's gonna be a seven-minute arm wrap. It is 100 single unders, 50 single arm overhead dumbbell lunge steps, 50 double unders. So for that single arm overhead dumbbell lunge step, it is going to be 50 pounds for a guy, 35 for a gal. Um, we're looking for 25 lunges on the right arm, 25 on the left. So put that kettlebell, dumbbell overhead. Alternate your lunge steps. Just take a step out, step back. Um, and then left foot, step out, step back, right foot, left, step out, step back. 25 on one arm. Try to switch 25 on the other arm. This is a workout with a seven... Oh, my bad. Um, a seven-minute AMRAP on this one. Yeah, I changed it up a little bit on you. Yeah, so uh, single-unders, those can be a little bit hairy for you guys. I know that uh, people that get proficient at double-unders sometimes lose their single-under ability. 
Um, and so we decided to put both of them in one workout. Let's see if you guys can understand how to control the single under and then control the double under. Well, now it being an AMRAP, you get done with your double unders and you got to fall right back into single unders. Oh, that's crazy. What? And also we fatigue the shoulders a little bit by doing those overhead lunge steps. Um, you have to hold that dumbbell for a decent little chunk of time. So there's going to be, there's going to be some, uh, some static in the muscles, if you will, when you go to spin that rope, it's not going to go as easy as it would if you were nice and fresh. Mmm, mint eye freshness. Um, I would say for this one for you guys, I'm going to say try to hold on to that overhead lunge step. I don't know how many rounds are going to be gotten through. Let's see. Um, that lunge is going to take a little while. I would say maybe you'd no, see that lunge twice, but probably not, no more than twice. Just some even things. Let's knock that back to 40. Yeah. And then we'll do 20 left, 20 right. I like that better. Because then you get even even step counts, right? Yeah, so that'll make it go a little bit quicker for you. Um, and hopefully let you get through another, well, another transition and into that next movement and so on. Um, yeah, single unders, 100 of them. If you're nice and smooth, that's like, what, 30, 40 seconds? Then you're no. into those. No, it's not. What do you think? You do about two a second? That's 50 seconds. Yeah, well, 50 seconds. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't done a lot of single unders recently, I guess. I do them every day. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Uh, I don't believe you. Did you do them today? I did. I have a rope in my house, and I do them in my kitchen before I come to work. Oh, your kitchen is not very spacious. It's not. That's why I do single unders. If I try to jump high enough for a dub, I hit the ceiling. All right, enough of this madness. Uh, so, yeah, 40 lunges there in the middle. Um... I think with 20 each side, I think now we can really talk about holding on to that dumbbell and not taking a break, but doing all your lunges unbroken, um, and then switching arms. I think that's a little bit more reasonable with 20 reps per side. Um, so do we have to do 20 on the left and then 20 on the right, or can we do 10, 10? 10, 10, oh. Let's stick it to 20, 20. Okay. Let's yeah. go with those big blocks so that it encourages you to not put it down. And if you need to lighten the load on the dumbbell, as always, what do we encourage? Get a heavier one. Oh, my bad. Uh, get a lighter one. Scaling. We encourage scaling. Yeah. All right. Exactly. One more day to our week. Saturday. Partner Wad. Seven-minute AMRAPs. You're going to do 30 Russian kettlebell swings. So remember, that is uh, a smaller range of motion. We're only swinging it up to eye level. You're going to follow those 30 Russian kettlebell swings with 20 sumo deadlift high pulls, again with that kettlebell. And then lastly, you're going to do 10 wall climbs. You're working with a partner, trade out whenever you need to, want to. Um, there is a little, a little uh, mix in that we'll go over at the end of this wad. Because after that three, or I'm sorry, after that seven minute AMRAP, you get a three minute rest. And then you're going to do a second seven minute AMRAP, 30 plate ground to overhead, 20 hanging hip touches. That's when we're hanging from the pull up bar. We're bringing our hand down, touching the hip, taking it back up, switching hands. And then 10 burpee onto that plate. Um, what we're going to add in is, during the first AMRAP, one partner must hold the plate that you're going to use for the second AMRAP off the ground the entire time. So when you guys make switches, you guys need to hand that plate back and forth. This changes the wall climb a little bit. It means that we're not laying on the ground next to our partner. You guys are going to be holding that plate, and when you're ready to switch and you do wall climbs, they're going to have to stand up and take it. So make sure that you guys understand that. 
And then on the second AMRAP, you're going to hold that kettlebell off the ground. Um, so while one partner is doing plate ground to overhead, you're holding the kettlebell, you want to switch at 15. They set that plate down, you hand them the kettlebell, you take the plate. Okay, so it does make transitions a little bit slower. It and just means that you and your partner need to communicate a little bit. Gotta communicate. Um, we didn't force this upon you, but it's my suggestion to you. Um, we've allowed you to put the plate and kettlebell wherever you like as far as keeping them off the ground. Um, aside from setting them on your toes, that is not that is not keeping them off the ground. You must hold them in some manner with your hands or arms setting or body. Them on your toes. People try that crap, man. What if you sit in a full squat and you set it on your knee? I could I could maybe sign up for that because the squat element. But that, don't be don't be silly. Work hard and get a good workout in. And my suggestion is to work harder. So I'd like to see people hold the plate overhead on that first seven minute AMRAP in the bottom of a squat. Probably just standing. Oh, my bad, sorry, yeah, but just standing. I'd like to see you guys hold that plate overhead. Um, if you don't feel like you're capable of that, or if you just don't want to, I guess, then you're welcome to hold it somewhere else, but it definitely will be challenging to keep that thing extended overhead and then switch into the movements. But two of those movements do not have you going anywhere near overhead, so you should have some time to get blood flow back and recover, uh, and then those wall climbs are going to be a little bit, bit sticky-icky if you're doing an overhead hold right before them or right after them. Yeah, I think it's a good one to have that plate and that kettlebell being held because it's only a seven-minute AMRAP. Yep. Um, so it's not, if you're thinking about, you're probably holding for three and a half minutes each chunk, assuming you and your partner are even Stevens. Um, and so that's that's not a ton of time to be holding something, but it does add a little extra element. It just means that it's going to be a little more taxing on um, the midline and the shoulders because you always have 45 maybe 53, maybe 30, maybe 25, whatever it is, pounds somewhere on your body, which will make breathing a little more difficult. It'll make recovery a little more difficult. It but keeps, it keeps your core working yeah. the whole time. You it's good be because it forces you into a little bit different style of a workout. It's not necessarily what we want to call, I don't want to necessarily call it work, like as if we're rowing for calories in that rest, um, but it's not rest. It's just kind of this weird but stagnant it's, hold. It's a functional thing. Like yeah. how often do you have to hold something? Anyone who's got a very, baby, very rarely. Oh, anyone who has children definitely had to hold them for long periods of time, right? So it's a very functional thing to just be able to hold something and keep your body well structured, under load, and with a high heart rate. Yeah, pillar of excellence, which was my nickname in high school, actually. That's silly. Well, it's just the facts. Your grades weren't so excellent, but the pillar was excellent. <laughs> do we have any more nonsense, or have we wrapped up the week? No, no. That's that is our. Um, ending of 2019 and beginning of 2020. Just remember, guys, this podcast was brought to you by Rocco's Pizza. Uh, their slogan is, Pizza Made Us Famous. So, good job, Rocco's. Is Rocco famous? I don't know. But the pizza's great. So, thank you, Rocco. Since 1953, in case a, you guys wondered. That's a while. Rocco was born then, I guess. I, I don't know about that. His dad started it. Whatever. Anyway, try Rocco's Pizza sometime. Have a good week, and we will see you all in the gyms.